ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. This is episode 62. I'm Andre. I'm Chris. And I'm glad we got that part out of the way. That was the hard part. Um, it often is. You're absolutely right. That in, <laughs> that in the end. I mean, I think like we make the hard part easy and the easy part's hard. But that's why you listen, right, America? Yeah. And we, we, we appreciate it. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. Life. I want to kind of talk about the Dante Wright thing, um, the kid that got killed in Minnesota. But I also, um, yeah, I, I kind of like, I'll say this. It's kind of weird that we keep having the same conversation in this country. Um, and nothing seems to really quite change. I know this is like, <laughs> let's jump right into the heaviest thing on the, on the planet. No, I mean, uh, it's, um, it's certainly been at the forefront of my mind lately. Um, you know, that coupled with all of the other mass shootings right, and death that are just, you know, back to essentially normal levels. Maybe we're playing catch up for some of the time that we missed during COVID, but, um, it's insane, dude. Well, it's it's like, yeah, I mean, like, I think we talked about it last year during the George Floyd stuff where it's like, is this, is anything actually going to change? Right. Like is, is anything going to be done about this? And this is what, like one neighborhood over one town over. I don't, I don't. So for me, I uh, like I listened to CNN and John Behrman was discussing that he kept saying this, it's 10 miles away from uh, the, the Chauvin trial. And my point is like, that's irrelevant like i don't care i don't care about that that's that part makes no i guess it just it it kind of underscores the lack of action for a lot of people the fact that given everything that that area had gone through over the last year in general that something like this could happen seemingly so easily again, you know? And, and then the reason that is given is asinine. I mean, is not a reason. I I think the chief of police should have never said anything. No. And Um, he's resigned now. Um, I didn't see that. Yeah. As well Uh, as the officer that, that fired the shot. But I mean, that's, you know, and it's not to say that it was done intentionally. You know, like I'm, but everything it doesn't matter. The things that stick out in my mind are the fact that he called his mother when he got pulled over. Yeah. And that is something that I've done myself. You know, I don't, well, not my mom. I called my wife. Um, um, so that makes me feel like, okay, that's not, that's still not normal. The fact that he was shot entering the car and when the news first broke i I saw the story on sunday or maybe sat i saw it early so it was well before all the extra media coverage so it was kind of vague as to what happened and i'm thinking to myself so he's at the back end of his car and an officer shot him they if they if they were going to arrest him 
at that point, he probably would have been cuffed. So that didn't make sense to me. Right. Right. And then when I see the video, I'm like, why on God's green earth were they trying to arrest him with the driver's side open, with the door open, with the vehicle still running? And from my best estimation, why were there so many officers? You know, the warrant part was another thing that sat in my mind, right? They didn't, why for whatever reason, didn't they serve that warrant prior to? They And on top of everything else, right? Well, there's a couple more points. So that blew my mind. It's like we're gonna we're gonna press this warrant right now for whatever reason. He's being detained in a way that's not secure for anybody involved, the the suspect or the officers. Then you have all these people around him. And when I saw the body cam footage where she actually, you know, discharged her weapon, that made it even less sense to me. What are you doing in that instance? There's not there like you have his license, you know where the car is registered. You there's a lot of things where that didn't make sense. No, it wasn't a violent offense that he was even I mean, it wasn't a violent offense that he was pulled of, over for or even like driving erratically, right? right. Supposedly it was an expired tag plus a an air freshener hanging from the from the, the, one, the mirror. mirror. Yeah. You know, which is one of those, like, give me a reason to pull people over when I want to harass or because I might be a little suspicious. There, there's so many things wrong with this case. And, and if the officer and, and I and I get it, the tasers on the non dominant hand, I understand that. But just the delay and when she said taser. At some point, like I'd. And I've never been in that situation, but I would assume she's yelling taser. So she knows she pulled a weapon from her holster. Yeah. Right. She doesn't have a clear shot. At some point, I would believe that she probably would have looked down at her her weapon to make sure the safety was off. Like These are things where I'm like, you have to, you, yeah. These are things I'm that are running through my mind. I'm like, did she not notice that that wasn't the taser? Like adrenaline's, and I've never been in that situation. But so I'm. But they are supposedly right. They're paid not trained. and trained <laughs> to be in those situations. Like they are the ones who are supposed to be able to remain calm in those situations, and yet time and again, it seems like the onus is being put on people who have you know five or six police officers standing around them suddenly. Right? right, you're driving along, doing absolutely nothing wrong, and you get pulled over. Now you got five cops, six cops, who want to detain you for an un for smoking a joint. Right? It was like yeah. a, for a marijuana warrant. It was it was a fine. It wasn't even like. I mean, I, well, I hate to say it. A warrant's a warrant, right? A warrant um, is a warrant. I understand that, but but serving a warrant isn't a life or death situation, right? Like, I mean, no, I yeah, I I. I, I can't even reconcile, number one, even in where we live, you know how many people I've seen driving around with expired tags? Yeah. Like, for me, that's a, you're asking to get pulled over. Right. And like, I, I, I mean, I have been pulled over three times when I was younger for driving around with expired tags. I got one ticket. That was here in Cary because they had a stop. A, Set a checkpoint, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so that was like an they weren't really looking for expired registration either. Right. And that's that's my point, man. It's like the the you know, I, I listened to uh Poppy Harlow Poppy Harlow, I want to say her name is. She made a good point. She's from that area and she was saying you know, she was in Minnesota, that's that's her hometown. She drove around with expired tags and they let her go. And I now the extra thing is the warrant right right that that's that's either here or there i don't even know if it's altogether the right thing to do if you pulled somebody over and i'm not a police officer but if you pull somebody over for something and it's not a violent offense warrant you should just tell them that you know hey you know you have warrants we're not we're not going to take we're not going to detain you for that because basically we know, I mean, you, we know who you are. Um, but see, I don't know if that's, I'm not a police officer, nor do I play one on TV. Um, I would think when they run somebody through the system, then there's a record of them having pulled that person's information, right? And if there are warrants on that record... I, I don't know, right? I'm with you. I would think for something like that, you'd say, look, man, you need to get this taken care of, right? I'll, I'll tell you a, I'll tell you a, from my uh, youth, I actually, my first ticket was in Cary on Maynard Road, like coming past Pirate's Cove, right? Okay, yeah. So the old White Plains uh, or the White Plains Church, mm-hmm. you know, that hill? Yep. And I, did, I didn't upshift. So the car was, you know, the car actually was going a little bit faster wanted to go faster didn't change gears the right way uh the cop pulled me over it was uh 90 and a 45 that was for everybody (laughs) (laughs) it was like a 40 42 and a 35 right so nothing major right uh the cop did not give me a court date so guess what i'm not going to do i'm not going to go to court right like i had a ticket but no court date didn't go to court um fast forward a few years later i'm on us1 and at this point i probably was speeding it was a work zone and uh the cop no actually i wasn't speeding i don't know why i don't remember why the cop pulled me over, but i i got pulled over i had uh two outstanding warrants for failure to appear and my license had been suspended <laughs> so i had to uh they wouldn't let the cop wouldn't let me drive the car it was a state trooper right uh-huh. dude talk about a stressful situation like he has me sitting in his his uh, squad car not like in a confrontational where i was in the front seat dude didn't no cuffs nothing like that he had his little fan <laughs> it was blowing on him it was so, it was so busted right and i had to get you know get somebody to, to drive the car back to my apartment yeah so he there, let you go he let me go okay so everything i had everything i did was by the book illegal right i was driving with a suspended license wasn't aware of it yep uh i had two outstanding warrants like bench warrants for failure failure to appear he wasn't going to take me to jail for that right and either i'm very and, and i am very fortunate but but at the same time right like yeah it's that that should be the level of discretion right that you know an officer in that position is afforded and can you where i live 
Like, yeah. so it was kind of like the car was registered at my apartment. Right. I mean, these, these are all things where it's like nothing. And I'm not saying that what I'm saying is that there, every time I see one of these cases, I can personally relate to that story. Yeah. And I'm just tired of it. I'm literally, I'm like literally exhausted of thinking like, yeah, that could, I mean, I literally say that could have been me. You know, George Floyd, that could have been me. Uh, you know, Dante Wright, that could have been me. The, the second lieutenant in Virginia, which was freaking, un- I, I can't even picture on any planet where that scenario made sense. Yeah, to to anybody, like you can, nobody can tell me. Like I watched that video so many times. Yeah, the confront the the cops' confrontational attitude. Yeah, was beyond anything. It was the whole reason that everything got to the point that it did. Yep. I mean, to I don't. I mean, I. I drive a nice car <laughs> and I tell you what, man, like I, I drive the freaking speed limit on purpose because I just don't want to have the conversation, man. Right. I, I just don't. I, I, the anxiety I get of seeing a police officer, remember that time I was, I went to work and I told you about, I'm at a light and I'm freaking out. This is way before all this. This, this is at the old office yeah. off of, off of Cary Parkway. The anxiety I feel when I see, when I have a police officer behind me is unreal, man. And I didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, I I'm like thinking, what did I do? Like, <laughs> like, like I see a cop, I'm like, yo, did I do something wrong? And, like, right. and I'm just like, this is crazy, man. This makes no sense. Man. Well, and I get like, I, I'm also trying to figure out like the, how this whole warrant, you know, thing works because it's like do that so have they not tried to show up and you know like serve him this warrant previously like that that's yeah they just wait until he gets pulled over i mean so i get why cops don't serve warrants right i really do because it's like you'll spend a lot of time looking for like some somebody with a misdemeanor like and a, a bench warrant for whatever it may be. Right. And we're talking like, you're probably going to go to court. You're not going to even do time served. Right. You're going to pay a, a, a court cost. They're, they're hoping that you go to courts. So they don't have to arrest you. So I, that whole thing is murky. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand why they don't serve warrants because the bail system and like that whole, like then you're just adding more, <laughs> Like you're going to have a different conversation once you start serving all these warrants. Um, not saying it's right or wrong. A criminal is a criminal, right? So if I break the law, right, I am a criminal. So I should understand that. Right. And, and then ultimately the onus is on you to do whatever you need to do to take care of that. Exactly. So, uh, but that's even, but, the rest of but yeah like, it's, a, it's so beside the point right yeah uh, every, everything else could have been prevented yeah. so okay they pulled him over check right it's suspect and why they pulled him over but they dropped the ball when they've got a, when the when i watched the body uh 
body cam footage and they're trying to arrest him at the driver's side passenger passenger door uh i'm like why are you doing that like what does that make sense to you like aren't you (laughs) heavy this is your first day right like you don't like it doesn't make sense to like the vehicle should be off right the door should be closed and you're trying to arrest money at the driver's side door yeah it's literally standing right next to it get out of here yeah that's gonna go wrong it's gonna go south I think all the officers involved should have, like, basically, they should resign. And I even saw the the one black cop running from behind after she's like, oh, shit, I shot him. Like, something in her mind, like, all right, I don't want to, I don't think it's fair for me to run this chick over the rails. I do think there are questionable things about her tactics and deciding which firearm she had. Um. I'm not trying to say that she meant to kill somebody that day because that's a, that's a stretch. I think the system's broken to where a lot of those events happened. Right. That is the underlying issue, right? You know, punishing the cops is treating the symptom or the symptom and not the root of the problem. Right. And like, you know, no amount of punishment is going to undo these deaths. You think because it keeps happening, right? Like that's like I'm I'm tired. I'm literally tired of people saying, "Oh, we need to do better." No, we don't. We we're not going to do better. We need to really examine what's happening, right? I'm not as a parent. I can't imagine. Um, there's a lot of things. I can't, as a father, I can't imagine. You know, because you know this guy was a father. I mean, all these other things, and I and I get the people that wanted to detract and say, "Well, he was a criminal." Yeah, sure, he had a warrant, got it. But let's let's pause at the point where everything got escalated. Right. I mean, how many people who are saying that have done the exact same thing that he, right? You know, got his warrant, had his warrant for. Right? No, screw the warrant. No, we're talking. I'm talking. Once you have this young man out of the vehicle, yeah. If you're going, like, you bring him to the back of the vehicle. Right. And it's standard procedure. Yeah. Or some, or a re- more common or regular procedure. Maybe it's not standard in Minnesota because. Sure. Standard for them is killing people. Wow. Right. Um, but I would say that there's, there's more to it. That's wrong. Let's, let's look at what are these warrants for? Right. Let's look at. Well, I don't know. I think the stopgap would have been if they were going to put this gentleman in cuffs, he should not have been by the driver's side door. The vehicle should not have been on. There, there's a whole lot of things. And they already had probable cause with the warrant. Right. So there's a lot of things where it's like, no, you just you made a lot of mistakes everywhere. And that, that ended in him dying. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's hard to like. um it was hard for me to watch the body cam footage because the, the notable things that went wrong were like, that doesn't make any sense. Like let's stop here. Right. And the two things I would say that didn't make the most sense to me. Sure. Everything else up into trying to handcuff him at the driver's side door. Like we're talking not even a foot away from that was, could have been, you know, you can debate that in court. Right. Right. From that point on, it just went south. Yeah. 
it just went south. From the time she grabbed her her service weapon and decided to discharge anything, like there should have been like a, you know, you've got, I mean, there's a lot, like in my mind, and I'm sure we're talking seconds here, but she yelled long enough to where she could have looked down because she has to aim. Right. And you don't see a taser. You see a freaking, you know, I think she was, it was a nine millimeter. Yeah. I mean, and that, you know, they're not the same thing, right? A taser yeah. and a nine millimeter gun. They don't, you know, they don't hold the same. No, right? like, and that's, that's where I come back to this, you know, the, the, this idea that like these people are, are trained, like they sign up for this stuff. Right. And yet we, it's like, because of that, we excuse any and all mistakes that are made. Yeah. I, I think declaring it an accident um, doesn't work. Like you, I, I can't accept that. Like you can't tell me, Oops, my bad. Like that, I just I'm not okay with that at all. Like I I just can't. <laughs> I I fire people for less. I would tell people, I never want to hear your employees saying it's my first day. Please be patient with me because you know whose fault that's not. It's not the customer's fault. <laughs> like <laughs> they don't care if it's your first day. <laughs> so if I have higher standards in a restaurant than somebody carrying a gun, I mean you gotta I mean you gotta help me out here, yo. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. It, it was an accident. No, I mean, be that as it may, right? Bad judgment call. I, I wouldn't call it. I don't know if I would even call it an accident. I would just say bad judgment call. And that but that judgment call stemmed well before she pulled her firearm. Right. The lieutenant in Virginia, and I don't know if you watched all that video. That was just another nobody could if anybody tells me again there's just a few bad apples, then there's something wrong with the orchard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean again, like in those videos, the body cam of the officer that pepper sprayed him that was at towards the front of the vehicle, you could see the look on the other officer's face. Of disbelief. Of like, what is going on here? What are we doing? But never once feeling like it was proper to say anything or to step in, right? I mean, well, I mean, and granted, like I believe that the other officer was a was the senior officer in this situation, but like I mean, come on, again, right? Like what we talk about, you're talking about the difference between right and wrong. This yeah. isn't procedure. This is. Dude, you are saying things that are not appropriate for a police officer to be saying in this situation. You're telling a man who's telling you that he is afraid for his life to get out of the vehicle that he should be. And he's going to get ready to ride the lightning? Get the F out of here with that crap, man. Like, what kind of power trip bullshit is that? Dude, I think, and I, I'm going to say it. I know police officers. My mom's an ex-police officer. I think most police officers <laughs> used to get bullied. And I think that it's just, it is the wrong job for people that have the tendency to want to be in control of situations. Period. Yeah. 
I mean, like, you... <laughs> we are arming these people to dole out their own version of, you know, street justice right. in a lot of cases. Empowering They're... them behind a badge that essentially grants them unqualified immunity. But they're very quick to say that they're not attorneys, but right. they're quick to be judge, jury, and executioner. Right. They know the law at that moment, but they cannot exercise and execute the law that's actually correct. And I, I hate to say it, and like and I'm and I'm it's a broad stroke, but I've met more and seen more police officers that were probably bullied in school that just want to have a little bit, bit of control. These are the same guys running around. Every time I see police officers on the news now, and I, I get some of those are in extreme cases and you know riots or whatever, they've got rifle slings. They're, they've got like eight magazines in their vests. What world are you living in that you've got to be armed to the, to the hilt for a traffic stop? Yeah. It's this like weird Rambo, you know, obsession. It's like, I got to have the bandoleros of bullets and, <laughs> you know, like, I just, nothing has ever been less appealing to me than that whole vibe, you know, like there's just nothing about that that I want anything to do with. Yeah, I, I. Like I've got nothing. I mean, actually, I do. I mean, all the Second Amendment guys, like, yeah, whatever. Like, I think you're just a bunch of pussies. Like, if you got to run around with a gun, you're a pussy. Like, yeah. And I just don't care. I just, I just think it's bullshit. Like, I'm a caller for what I, you know. You can't tell me that you have to have a gun to feel safe, right? You've got to look at bigger issues than why you're carrying a firearm. Like. You're just a bunch of pussies. There's a high school, the high school in Nashville, right? Or, or yeah, Knoxville yeah. Yeah. in Tennessee, where they've had four students die from gunshots in the year. Not in the last 365 days, but in the last three months and change. Like, four kids. I mean, it's, it's an epic. It's an epidemic of people that are just a bunch of like, think about it. I, mean, I think about it this way and I'm not, I'm not, well, I, I am calling them out. It's not about like fist versus bullets. And I'm just saying you're a pussy. Like you cannot, if defend yourself, <laughs> like, first of all, where are you at? Right. Second of all, where are you at that you have to, you know, you, you have to lay somebody down and clip them to feel safe. What is going on in your world? Like, I'm good. Like, I, I just don't get the argument anymore. I, I don't get the argument. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so over it at this point. And I'm not, I mean, I, well, I am, I, I didn't grow up that way. You know, like, if you I like how he keeps like, I'm not. But yeah, I am. That's like the third time. It's like, we're like 20 minutes into this podcast. It frustrates the hell out of me. It's right. like, yo, if you got, if you really got something to say to me, say it to my face. Doesn't mean I'm going to punch you. But as long as you're not threatening me, like, you can say whatever you want to say. But the minute we get to that point, then it's, 
a different conversation. Where do we get all these, like, I don't get, I, I don't understand where, like, I have to have an AR-15 to, you know, keep my family safe. Where do you live, yo? South Carolina. <laughs> okay. Lindsey Graham, right? I mean, that was his whole, this will be the last house the gang comes to. The gang. Okay. Man, I don't been want... watching too much Walking Dead. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like. But that's what I'm saying. It's this weird, like, you know, fetish almost of wanting the end of the world to come about so I can finally prove to everybody what a badass I really am. And it's like, dude, nobody freaking cares. Yeah. You know, like, and maybe that's it, that that, that they don't, uh, you know, <laughs> super, like, psychological, but... Like, Maybe they don't find anything special about themselves, you know? They don't feel like they have any special talent or anything, and so it's these weapons that give them power, you know? get Make them feel like they're a superhuman, and it's like, no, you're just a... Like you said, you're a f***ing pussy. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm saying, like, it's not that everybody that owns a gun is a pussy. Please understand that that's not what I'm saying, but... If you have the mentality that your stockpile of weapons is somehow going to, you know, save you in Armageddon, like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I know we got like one per episode, but y'all <laughs> deserve it. I got to bleep one of those out. <laughs> I mean, and I, I just look at it like, and I, and I don't want to. I've, I've got family members that own guns. Yes. Right? My and I'm like, yo, okay, I, I respect that. But you live in Cary. <laughs> like, like, what's like straight up what's gonna happen? Like, you're not getting robbed going to your car, right? Uh, one of my brother-in-laws, he's a big second amendment guy. And I I respect I'm not arguing the amendment anymore, right? I I just think the argument it defeats itself. Like, well, if you get rid of all the good gun all take away all the the guns from the good people, only the bad people have guns. So take away the guns from the bad people. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, so if we you're, stop making guns, right? Like yeah. eventually stop making bullets. Like, come on. Like what, what are we expecting to have happen? Right? Like what, what seriously, what is the, you know, what are we expecting to have happen? Like we, we have to keep everybody armed. So we're all safe. Like, are, are we going to the grocery, you know, grocery store and like having, you know, like gunslinger fights, like what's going on that I'm missing because I don't live in that world. Um, even in, it's just, it just blows my no, mind. No, it So it's funny that you bring that up. Um, because we were watching, I'm a, I'm an episode behind. Um, so please forgive me, but I was, we were watching, uh, the Falcon and winter soldier, episode three over the weekend when they go to Madripoor. Right. And it's literally just everybody walking around with AR 13s. <laughs> like, you know, just like, and I'm sitting there going like, I mean, I guess in like, in a sense, I get that it, when everybody's got a gun, it's kind of like, nobody's got a gun because you can't just like be popping off and somebody else is going to fucking shoot you. Like, but here's the, here's the thing that people don't really think about. Right. Let's say you own a lot of guns. Yeah. How many guns can you actually use at once? The, the, well, the tough question is, are you willing to kill somebody? That's the logical 
next question. Like they think they are. I don't I don't think people are I don't think they really are, but they think that yeah. they are, right? That's that's my argument. Yeah. Like um and I'm not, I'm not saying like, well, I'm just going to kill every. I'm, I'm not saying I'm wired to kill people. No. I'm just saying like the next logical question you have to ask yourself is, are you willing to kill somebody? Like that is, you know, help me understand that. And if you are, there you are more questions. Probably shouldn't have a gun. <laughs> yeah, there are more questions. I mean, but but, that's, you know, like we were talking about police and, and it's like, why, why do they aim to shoot the kill? Right. Like they shoot the freaking kill. Yeah. So, A, and second, like, you think about jobs where you have to go through extensive background checks and, like, drug tests and psychological evaluations. And, like, these are the professions that we should be, like, you're arming somebody with a deadly weapon. You're saying that's not somewhere where we should say, hey, are you a freaking sociopath? Yeah. Even better, are you a psychopath? Are we going to put you out here in a position of power where you're going to abuse it? I... I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's just like, I don't know. Like I, like I try to be a pacifist because it makes me feel better, but I know if I got into a fight, like I still need to maintain my control and composure. It's yeah. self-defense. It's right. not about what can I do to that person? I know what I, I can probably accomplish a lot. That's not the point though. It's right. Am I defending myself or am I being hyper aggressive? Sure. Because there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. I, I am pretty comfortable with the fact that more than likely in a, you know, a fight with hands, I'm not going to be afraid of that. I also know that, yeah, there is a higher chance of me hurting this other person, but my goal is to defend myself and defuse the situation if it got to that point. Not to maim or kill them. Right. <laughs> Those are... So my question to anybody with a gun is like, do you have that same composure and same self-control? My daughter's a black belt, right? So you would never walk up to her and be like, no, nah, she can't hurt me. I'll just tell you she can't <laughs> like, like, and you're going to know that that was probably a bad decision. Yeah. I've always told her, keep your, you know, be careful raising your hands because you should only defend yourself not to be the aggressor. Right. And that's a hard thing to learn when you know that you're capable of probably hurting somebody. Yeah. So you amplify that with a freaking firearm. Absolutely. And I'm just not, you know, I will defend myself. I will defend my family. Yes. But I'm not consciously thinking about whatever I grab. That is a, a weapon that could kill somebody because if I grab that weapon, my intent would be to kill that person. <laughs> like, it's like those things that that is a logical conclusion. A gun is not a deterrent. A gun is a ender of the conversation. End of story. Even a taser is not a deterrent. It's a, it's an agitator. I've seen people get shot with tasers and beat the shit out of the person that shot them with the taser. Yeah. So there, those are things that you're like, you have to be very aware of that. I just, I just don't get it. And I mean, uh, again, I think you know, like a gun ultimately is an attempt to treat a symptom and not a root cause. You know, like what is what is the fear that you are living under, right? Why is it that you are so afraid 
and how like you know as a society like how do we address these issues right like yeah. how do we how do we get people out of this sense of you know being hyper vigilant and but it's like i don't know it's you know like we talk about like we live in disneyland right and yeah. you know like i don't walk around the streets constantly being like it was like i got a gun like <laughs> you know but but there are still times where I'm out and I feel like I'm more concerned than I should be, you know, like more suspicious, I guess. Um, and it's, I don't know, like, it's just, it's weird. It's. I, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm more concerned driving on the roads than I am like being around people. No, that's fair. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> cause a lot of people keep their guns in their cars. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm the same way. Like, you know, I'll yell at somebody, but I, I generally avoid honking the horn or like, you know, dramatic hand gestures, um, simply because I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to get run off the road or shot. I'm, I'm just talking about the, the, like my news, well, it's not new anymore. It's just annoying. I, I don't know why people are on their phones driving. (laughs) Like I was, Oh, I don't know. I mean, like it's gotten worse lately. Bro, yesterday I literally almost ran into a car and somebody else almost ran into me in the back. I know, you and, told me. And I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I say as though you're not telling it for the audiences. <laughs> but I was so pissed. And somebody was on their phone. Yeah. I went to, uh, I had to you know, do some stuff in Raleigh today. Same thing. I'm on US 1 North. There is a car literally going 55 miles an hour in the center lane. Right. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And I'm on the right side and I passed them to get onto 40 and it's a driver on their phone. Like just cruising. Like everything's okay. I'm like, this is not okay. Right. What you're doing is not safe. People are blowing their horn. They're, yeah. they're passing them like completely oblivious. You. Right. Yeah. Like just no sense whatsoever that anything is occurring around them. Yeah, and, I and I don't get how people are like that. So the the threats we have in in our society are real. They're they're very like they're pungent in the air, right? Like yeah. the fact that, and I I'm trying to be careful about what I say about police officers because I'm sure they're like, but I but I don't want to be. I mean, right? I know that there are good police officers, right? But, but it's gotten you know, to the you point know why, where that's not that's not the issue, right? It's you know not, why? I, you know why I walk in eggshells when I say that because people say the same thing about black people. So I have a hard well, time there because are good black people. Yeah, they identify. They 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 like for me. It's like I'm not trying to demonize a whole a whole group of people. Right. Right. Yes. Because I deal with that every day. It's like right, and it's it's difficult for me to say police officers are a piece of crap, like just in general. Right. Because I don't want people to say, well, black people, you know, I have a couple of black friends and, you know, you know, Leroy or whoever, or Andre's a nice guy and, you know, he speaks well, but I, I hate that crap. Uh, so I feel just, you know, but I kind of don't feel bad when I say, show me, you know, you keep saying it's just a couple bad apples. Well, your whole orchard's like rotten to the core. Right. I mean, the issue is that, again, like going back to the Virginia incident, like 
even if that other officer is a good cop, quote unquote, he's not doing anything to de-escalate the situation. He's not doing anything. Like he's right. he's essentially just there backing up the guy who's being a total asshole. And so like that doesn't make you a good cop. Like you're not a good cop if you're not recognizing that this is wrong and that as a person who is tasked with serving and protecting the citizens, that it is also my job to serve and protect them from the people that are also in my role who have stepped over the line. I mean, like, that is not rocket science, you know? Like, I just... <laughs> I don't I don't have a solve. Um, I don't think it's going to get fixed. Uh, I, I'm losing hope and <laughs> just, like, like, there's no way any... Like, black people should not live in Minnesota, period. I said it. Black people should probably not live in Kentucky, Georgia. There's a lot of places we probably should just, you know, pick up and move because those are those places are are very, very, very blatantly trying to kill us, suppress us, diminish us, and erase us from existence. But at the same time, I mean, are the other places really that much better? I mean, like, I'm not trying to be. But oh, you're. Just... I mean, you're not wrong because I, I've been thinking about this. Like, is North Carolina that much better? Right. <laughs> depending on where you are and even then i mean like carrie i mean come on like this is white central like yeah you know i mean they're upset about all of the people from you know india and pakistan and all these other countries that are moving here for whatever reason and it's like y'all chill like yeah i i don't I don't think white people are an endangered species. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not. And I and I and I mean that with like. <laughs> it's time for politics. And I is this referring to the Tucker Carlson ridiculousness? Well, that's part of it okay. because I keep I keep hearing this, this argument. Replacement like, theory. Yeah, yeah. It's like nobody's trying to, you know. I I just don't I don't know what what that type of fear feels like when you're in you're literally everything you can do like you want to do. There is a higher probability of success, not guaranteeing success, but a higher probability. But the okie doke is where you have people in positions of power and an influence dictating to people that don't have it. They are projecting this, not just scarcity complex, but people are going to erase you from existence. So I don't understand. Like I understand fear of like societal fear, right? I don't understand like, like manufactured fear of something that's not even happening it's not even real well and yeah uh, how ridiculously selfish of a person can you be to look at things and go no i like it better where it's not the same opportunities for everybody where because i'm the one who has a leg up you know i i legitimately think this is the best system for us moving forward. This makes perfect sense. I mean, like, the other thing I wonder is, like, how devoid of you are, how devoid are you of culture or, you know, 
identification that the only thing you care about is the color of your skin. Like you're white, you know, like, Oh, my white brothers. Like, no, (laughs) you know, so you want to hear something funny? uh, Yes. Like I would love to hear something. funny. (laughs) So I was talking to my youngest son about this. Right. And he's got a very good point. He goes, I think he goes, I think the left tries to tell people what they can say, what they can't say. Right. And I was like, yeah, but I, I think the issue is, and like for my personal opinion, right? And I'm probably right, but it, it is my opinion. I think social norms, and I, I will probably believe this until the day I die, social norms will always predicate uh, legislation. Right. We will always get to a point where because a group, and I, from my experience, I see Republicans are very quick to to demonize a social norm because they don't feel like they understand it. Right. Right. So they will fight and press against it. Yeah, you fear left, what you don't understand. Yeah. The left and progressives will try to defend social norms, but they weaponize it. Right. And then they turn into legislation. That's the problem. But the, the, the solution is there are more moderate people and people are just kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, his argument, my son's argument was the whole pronoun thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like he, the, you know, there's like legis- like a pending legislation that's going to make it um, like force people to recognize that. But I think honestly, if somebody says I want to be called they, at the end of the day for me, I don't really care. I'm like, sure, you know, Jack is they. Right. He that's what he likes. Right. <laughs> I don't need legislation for that. But no, I think but the you're not the issue. <laughs> but <laughs> I know, but like but couldn't I, you I, all, hear what, I hear what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, but but couldn't you also agree that the civil rights movement is an, is another example of that where social norms push back against what was happening currently in society, right? Right. And the and I can't even say the Republicans in this instance because there were some Southern Democrats that were yeah, racist too. The racists. Yeah, the racists were like, <laughs> oh, well, we racists. don't <laughs> we don't like that. We we just don't really, you know, I think Jim Crow's awesome, blah blah blah. George Wallace had to, you know, put his foot in there also. But that didn't go very far. And because people weren't willing to accept the social norm, the fact that people are like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. You had to have legislation to get people to accept where people naturally move to. Now, I'm not saying it solves everything, but I just, I very simplistically, and I'm kind of generalizing a lot of things. That's typically what predicates most social legislation. Okay. You did lose me there at the end. So I'm trying to figure out. So you're saying that the social scale has to tip before the legislation comes it, into place. It'll tip his, like so it'll typically change. It'll typically like social norms will change. And because one group decides they don't want to change, that's what predicates the legislation, right? Gotcha. Right. Like essentially when we're like, "Hey guys, we're going to do this now." You know, this yeah. is this is what makes sense. And there's a group over here that's like, but we don't want to do that. We like the way things used to be. And we're like, well, we get that. But you need to understand why those things 
aren't things that we can do anymore. And they're like, F- you. And so we're like, look, guys, ultimately, we don't want to have to do this. But if you can't be nice, we're going to make it a law that you have to be nice. Right. <laughs> and they're like, we don't want to be nice. And we're like, okay, well, now it's a law. You have to be nice. And it's the seven-year-old rule, right. right? And that's what I, you know, if you look through, like, like historically, that is our problem, right? Every, every major issue where even Republicans say, well, the, the left is overreaching. Are they, though? You know, are, are they really overreaching? Like, you're trying to ban which bathroom people can, like, use? Yeah. Is that an overreach? Yeah, right? You're creating these make-believe, like scenarios these doom scenarios yeah just to justify your ridiculous position on these stances or the opposing that's that's the danger right let's just say it's the opposing view right because i can i i will say this i always say it i was kind of homophobic at, at a part of my life just because not really founded it in anything until i actually spent more time around like not just my family members that were, you know, gay, but people I'm like, yeah, oh, that's, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty small minded person. <laughs> like everything I'm saying doesn't make sense. It doesn't reflect the person I want to be. People can eventually change those views provided they do life with other people. I believe. Right. Um, Like I was listening to this, listening to NPR today, and they were talking about really this is weird. I I know, but I didn't know how I felt about this. Like the uh, what is it called? The positive positive body movement, right? Yeah. Where in self the self love movement and how it's being like uh, the original. Uh, I, I guess the original purpose of this movement is changing now for whatever reason, right? Um. And I've, and I've always thought to myself, like, because I never understood, like, like, I'm not, like, there are some people I'm just not attracted to. There are some things I'm not attracted to. And I leave it at that. Like, I don't try to prescribe that to anybody else. It's kind of like, right. I just don't like that. And, and that's okay. Right. Yeah. Attraction is literally a very personal thing. It's like, a personal thing, right? Individual. Yeah. But I was always wondering, I, I've been curious for years, like, like, why are we? Like, why are we doing this? Like, where did this, and I'm, and I know that the, you know, I don't know if the term is okay because I was even more confused while I'm listening to this because there was a, uh, the editor or the person that does Teen Vogue, her column is called Ask a Fat Girl. And I'm like, are we allowed to use that word anymore? So I I didn't know what to say. I was like, okay, so where does this stop, right? Like, Right. I mean, that's, I think ultimately, like, my understanding of the body positive movement, if that's what the term that's being used. Yeah, I don't, yeah. That sounds right. Like, (laughs) you know, some people don't have as much control over, I mean, yeah, like, you're born the way that you're born, right? Like, and instead of constantly asking people to change to fit into whatever, you know, pre-cut version society has deemed is appropriate for right now, 
Like, just let people be themselves. And I think it has as much to do with just, like, getting people to stop caring as much about what people who aren't their friends, who aren't their family, who aren't, who don't have their best interest at heart, think about them. Yeah, and that's, it's, yeah, that's, that's what confuses me. It's like, I don't really, like, and, and I, where I'm confused about with this movement is the perception of beauty right so their argument was because one of the kardashians took a photo off of instagram because of whatever reason yeah because it was an and, unedited picture of her in her bikini oh okay is my understanding all right again like I know. that's that's I'm like, like, that's as deep as i got <laughs> and i was like don't care moving on i'm like yo so for whatever reason like aren't you still buying into like, and maybe I'm wrong. And maybe you understand something. I don't understand. Aren't you still buying into like whatever everybody else is defining as beauty, right? Like no matter which side of this argument you're on, you're still trying to define what beauty should be for a mass of people as a, and it really doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's the more, the underlying things. It's not trying to define what beauty is, but saying that beauty is not a mass concept, right? There isn't an average beauty. I mean, if you took the average of everybody's beauty, you'd have the ugliest freaking camel you've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because everybody just has different tastes. That's just how it works. Like we are all attracted to different things. It probably has a lot to do with, you know, childhood memories and all sorts of weird stuff psychologically that Freud would love to get into. But <laughs> like, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, like you are going to be attracted to whatever you're attracted to. I think it's more about like getting people out of the habit of shaming other people for the way that they look, you know, like But do people really shame people for that though? I think there is a good amount of that. I mean, whether it be I mean, it happens honestly on Twitter pretty regularly. Like I mean, See, even <clears throat> even guy like Ted Cruz, right? Like when he had that stupid picture of him at the wall where he's pointing you know, and it's like he's got his dad jeans on and his denim shirt tucked in and everybody's like making fun of him for how he looks. And I'm like, OK, I like I get it. Right. It's not a flattering picture. I'm sure that he doesn't like the way that he looks in that, which is probably more to the point. But at the end of the day, like there are so many other things that we could hate Ted Cruz for his his <laughs> beer belly shouldn't really be one of them, you know, like. But my, my, my thing with that, it's like, for me, it's like when I hear these and, and if you're out, if you're listening and this is, yes, it's my opinion, but I'd love to hear like the dialogue because I don't understand. I'm, I'm being very honest. I don't understand. Right. So back in the day, like, like brothers, like, yo, I like a girl with a big ass. Like, that's right. just like, that's not even a I question. Mean, right? Sir mix a lot. Right. Yeah. Well, that was a terrible song. My but, anaconda but, don't want none unless you got buns. Hun. And I think that song made it cool for white people to start recognizing the fact that there was a difference. And I'm not, I, mean, I say that. Yeah, you're not wrong. I say that jokingly, but I also mean it. It's like, but if you look at like what has become the ideal model, right? Right. And it's like, oh, okay. So we like, you know, and I don't want to. No, I mean, I don't, so like, I, I don't want to. The idealized cut. standard of beauty changes over time. 
right? I mean, you look back at like old, uh, like you like know, the 15th century, and, right? And, yeah, yeah, it was very voluptuous, curvy, you know, full bodied women or people in general. But I think I think full bodies is a stupid term too. Okay, whatever. right? Like and I, and it, that's what that's my point. It's like so you don't yo, like wine? Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> but you see my point. It's like you can't just say you know. It's like, uh, and it's see, but this well, is where I feel like we're getting into some into an argument of so semantics, semantics, right? Where I, I mean, I am a person who generally prides himself on a rather large. See, and now I'm going to disappoint myself by not thinking of the word that I was. <laughs> it wasn't vocabulary, but like a lexicon of of words that I can draw from when I'm trying to describe something, and so it's like I don't know, some I don't. Look, I again, like, I don't really care at the end of the day. I'm kind of like, and I think you're in the same position. It's like, don't let other people make you feel bad about yourself if you don't inherently feel bad about yourself for that. You know, like, look, I'll be honest. I went to the doctor. He said, you're like 20 pounds overweight. And I slapped him across the face. And I said, (laughs) I'm going to see another doctor. You chauvinist pig. No, I... (laughs) But, but that's, I, I that's came my... home and I said, hey, you know what? Like, I haven't been feeling as healthy, right? Like, I'm, right. I would like to do something about this. Now, what I'm not going to do is starve myself. I'm not locking myself in a closet and making myself feel bad because I'm a little overweight, right? But I'm also not being subjected to high school where kids can be freaking just animals and, like, and horrible, that's right. horrible people. And I think that's part of it is it's like – trying to get the younger generations right and the parents of those younger generations to grow up with the concept that like we just don't so command can, can i ask you a question yeah, is healthy synonymous with your size no that's so that's that's where i get stuck on right i guess that's because, a fair point i mean i got a belly like i i look in the mirror and i'm like all right yeah that doesn't need to be there because it hasn't always been there and it goes up and down depending on how my weight is and it's like okay and i recognize that i have not i have not been eating the way that i should be eating so the second part to that question is is it different for women than is than what it is for men yes for whatever reason i do think that you know whether it's media or society or whatever you know and that's and maybe that's part of uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or Instagram. Instagram. So maybe that maybe that's part of my ignorance, right? Because I I personally I look at it this way, like I think women are beautiful, right? Um and I I say this to my wife, like like when we we went to Puerto Rico, you know, you've heard the story like a million times. She's like, "Yeah, whatever. We're in Puerto I'm like it's the birthplace of Jennifer Lopez, right?" Um I I think that I just I think women are beautiful, right? Now I'm not attracted to like big women. I'm just not, but I know there are people that are attracted to big women. And I think I'm like, yo, that's Sir yeah, makes a lot. <laughs> no, those women were not big in that video. They just had, <laughs> they had big friends that followed them everywhere they stepped. But <laughs> my point being is like, there are people that people, I don't think size. Well, I don't think size is a qualification for beauty. Because I know that people, I know people that like big women or bigger women, right? Uh, and I'm not, and I'm trying to be sensitive, but I'm also trying to like speak plainly. 
But I also think, you know, the, the, the question I often have is, or I currently have, is if it, your, your weight, if that's the, the indicator, is unhealthy for you, get to a weight that's healthy for you, right? right? Like, because you don't want heart disease, you don't want diabetes, you, there's a lot of things that you're kind of like, I probably don't want that. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. So that's, that's my point. It's like, I'm not trying to, you know, dictate what people look like. My point being is like, well, you can be bigger than everybody else or bigger than average or whatever that may be. Right. I'm not saying you move the average. I'm just saying like, as long as you're healthy, like literally not just like, I feel healthy. No, like you're healthy. Right. Your doctor says you're healthy, then it's fine. But see, I think that that kind of comes back to another issue in this country, which is the healthcare system. I mean, like we don't really make it. I don't think like, easy or plain for people to understand that like your doctor is a resource for those kinds of things. Right. Like fair. I, I mean, I, when I think about losing weight or trying to exercise more, I don't think like I should make a doctor's appointment and say, Hey, like, this is what I'm trying to do. How should, how do you, you know, since you know, my health history, what's the best way for me to go about doing this? I'm like, no, nah, Internet, YouTube, teach me. You know? I mean, like, I, and maybe again, like, I think, I think part of it is this, like, it's a, it's a whole combination of things that have that have led to this particular movement, right? I do think that social media and the way that people, especially young people, interact with it, right? And the, I mean, you know, like we're watching the, was the social was the experiment or no yeah 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 and they're talking about like the serotonin kicks and stuff like that you know where it's essentially like this massive high that you can get from you know going viral essentially i mean like shit when i got those like 500 likes you know on my yeah. tweet like i was like, <laughs> like what? i'm the man yo <laughs> yeah like that was a good feeling right but at the same time i noticed over the next two weeks i was like constantly checking my Twitter when I would tweet stuff to see if it, if something else I tweeted was blown up. And then I was like, why didn't, and then I'm like, what are you doing? Like you are falling into the trap. You're going to tweet something you shouldn't cause you're going to try to make people laugh. And then, and, and like, you know, I had to kind of like walk myself back off that ledge a little bit. Now granted, like it's more like I was in the room and the window was kind of <laughs> open and I just like closed it a little bit more. Cause I wasn't really on the ledge, but you know what I mean? Like those, those are things that are not easy for everybody to be able to self-regulate and navigate. And I, and I respect that even before social media became a thing, like I've always seen and noticed that people that probably weren't popular when they were younger. Right. Like I was popular in high school. So I've never, like even throughout because we moved around so much i've learned how to like be social even though i'm not really a social creature but i've learned how to like you know acclimate myself to like the social environment around me. so i've never really uh that but that's also a contradiction because if that's true because i can do it i would also like feel like that was normal to know people and you know blah 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 right but i've never been like uh i've never required people's approval like i just don't really care at the end of the day it's like eh, i don't need that so and i think social media kind of like 
ampl it does amplify that for people that may not have been, you know, that's, I guess that's why bullying is a thing for younger people now. Right. Because now you can get bullied like 24 seven. Right. <laughs> like I mean, you, you, can, you can get bullied anonymously, right. People yeah. can set up fake accounts and start spamming you with all of these awful comments and make you think that it's coming from other people. And yeah. So, and I, I think the, you know, the body positivity thing is, you know, like, I, I, I'm starting to believe it's different for women and, and that's, you know, be that as it may, but I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's, well, I know it's not justified. I, I just get really confused by, you know, why it's such a big topic. And just listening to that, that interview, I was like, is this really a thing? You know? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, and I, you know, as I think you're right that there is a difference for men and women in dealing with that. And I think, you know, there's probably more pressure for boys like in that high school, maybe even college time frame, you know, mm -hmm. to be more physically fit or that sort of thing. I don't think so anymore, man. Like, have you look at like, yo, I kid you not, man. This is the time of the dorky white guy. Okay, yeah, but uh, yo, I just found out Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, he had a kid. Is having a kid, is having a kid with Brenda Song. I was like, yo, this is definitely I mean, the time. Is Macaulay Culkin really a nerdy white kid? He's goofy looking, yo. He's kind of <laughs> goofy looking, but he's also a famous actor. Yeah, that's true. But I'm like, yo, but. Like that's a that's interesting. Like my wife showed me, I was like, nah. <laughs> it's like no, really I mean, the kid. yeah, but I don't know. I think I look at my daughter's friends. And I look at my like in the well, they don't listen, but it's just like <laughs> it's just like I don't I don't get that. <laughs> it's like I just like I don't see. It's not like when I was coming up, right? So when I was coming up. You just had to look fresh to death every time you like walk out the house, right? And you're um, saying that's not the way it is now. No, no, it's not. Kid, the, that's kids, because this. No, it's the athleisure stuff that yo, everybody. Kids are wearing into. their pajamas. That's to what the I'm mall. saying. Athleisure. That's what it is. Pajamas. That, yeah. Well, I know. Dude, I'm okay. I cannot bunny, judge I've, because I've seen people I, wearing bunny suits, yo. Bunny suits. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like that's getting part of it. I mean, that's. Let me guess. That's over the last year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so I like, think like the pandemic stuff has changed things a little bit, right? Like it did. No, I'm serious. Like it. It was me wearing blankets, yo. I know. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. Like we were down at the beach a couple weeks ago and we're sitting there at the coffee shop having coffee. It's not that cold outside. And I see this woman walking by with this blanket over her and I'm like, is that a homeless what? person? That's a really nice <laughs> blanket. She got like a freaking Gucci purse. Like what the she got a blanket for it's like 60 degrees outside like seriously like this big ass blanket just walking down the street and i'm like when did that become when did we just start wearing blankets out of the house like not even yeah, a snuggie you know like a snuggie or like you know but like okay like i've got you know i have gotten into the the jogger sweatpants right oh meets yeah yeah, yeah. like and I get, and that's that whole athleisure thing. Like, there's, I mean, a bunch of companies that I work with in my line of work, like, that's their whole, 
gig. I mean, Under Armour, right? Like, they're making a killing off of that. Lululemon. Like, they basically created the whole women's, you know. Yeah. Like, no, nah, just wear your yoga pants everywhere. Your ass looks great. Um, <laughs> I can't because I have so many jokes with that, yo. <laughs> Sometimes they should not be doing that. It's just like, please stop, please stop. I know, but and I, and I, I get athleisure. I like I've been rocking a lot of like uh, running, you know, running pants, and uh, you just you got to make sure you don't have the matching jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but but I get being I get being in shape, right? Yeah. For, like, and I and I know there's a difference. Like I, I was talking about, like you know, Ryan Reynolds is 44. Like uh, Will Smith is 52 now. And they're in great shape. Right. That's important for me because I was an athlete when I was younger. Yeah. Right. So it, it bothers me when I can't. You know, well, it, it bothers me if like I feel like I can't do things. Right. So my youngest son, he actually was playing. He started playing. Uh, in an adult uh, lacrosse league, <laughs> he calls me up. He's like, "Dad, you're not gonna believe this, man." He goes, "I just sucked." I'm like, "What are you talking about? You're like 21." He goes, "Yeah, I went out there. And I was stumbling." I'm like, "It's because you lose coordination, right? When you stop doing those activities, yeah, it's not that you're not fit. You're just not coordinated anymore." Yeah, I mean, it's like right when athletes, uh, you know, get injured. And then they're coming back, right? It's always like, okay, my knee is good, but I'm not in game shape, right? Like I could go run three miles, but I can't go play an entire NBA game, right? right. Like I'm gonna die out there, and Those that is the difference things. because it's yeah. it's two different things. I mean, like you put me out there, I'm like two minutes. I'm a sub, sub. I know. I was telling like, remember the time I played basketball with you and your brother? He's like, yeah, I was laughing at you. I'm like. He goes, but I'm not laughing now because now I get it, right? Yep. I'm like, yeah, because in my head I'm 17 and I can, I know what I what I can Could do. do. Yeah. But my body's like, we haven't been doing that. Right. <laughs> so why are you Why are you trying to make us like dunk? That's not a thing. Like we shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> There's no reason for us to be jumping above the rim. Like why? That's not a thing. So and I get that, but I also think that it's also, it's a false narrative, right? So, and like when my wife, she'll, she'll show me pictures of like, uh, like people she follows that like women that work out. I'm like, yeah, she's got a nice body. Like, you know, but it's, it's interesting to me is that the definition of a nice body for a woman has dramatically changed. Well, right? yes. And not only that, but you're also in the era now of like, Snapchat filters, Instagram filters, people with Photoshop on their computers at home who are sitting there going like, oh, that waist that I have? No, we're just going to make that disappear. (laughs) You know? Oh, like that thigh gap that didn't exist? Like, you know what I mean? Like, And it's those are the things that I think are... Unattainable. It's unrealistic and unattainable. It's unrealistic. It's unattainable. Why... People feel the need to go to that length, you know, it's this, but it is, it's this, like it, it, I feel like it cycles back to what we talked about a few episodes ago, where it's this like desire for a life that you cannot have, right? Something that is so far beyond your reach for whatever reason that you will go to such lengths as to lie to people to make it seem like that's what you really are. And I don't, I don't understand that. 
You know, like that's those are the things where I'm just like the moments where I catch myself starting to cross into those thresholds or cross that line is where I'm just like, I got to get off of social media. Like this is this is where it is leading me. I'm finding myself like, oh, like, no, dude, what are you doing? Like, so and and you're right. I mean, like. uh, I'll say this for me to be in shape is important to me. So I want to be like, I'm, I'll be 45 this year. Right. And I want to make sure that I feel, I feel good about myself. And there's, you know, whether it's because I was performant as an athlete when I was younger, whether it's because I feel like, no, I want to max my body out to its best potential for as long as I can. I don't want to be the rock because like, first of all, dude's a beast. Right. You, what right I, like how? <laughs> like the, yeah that dude was essentially born with the ability of having that body right like yeah. that's those are yeah. that's genetics at work behind yeah. a ridiculous amount of of individual upkeep. i mean i know that like yeah. all that dude does is work out <laughs> yeah the upkeep but, is like that's not realistic one that's of my not... favorite jokes from central intelligence uh-huh. when he's like meeting kevin hart in the bar and he's asking me he's like what did you do? Like P ninety one thousand, and he was like, "No, you know, it was real simple. I just uh, changed my entire eating habits and worked out, uh, you know, nine hours a day, seven days a week for fifteen years. And it's like that's all it took. Nine hours yeah, a day, seven days a week for fifteen years. That's yeah, that's not a thing. Like that's literally that guy's job is essentially to work out. Like yeah, and and I respect that, right? Yes. But it's like for me, it's like no, I just want to be. I want to age gracefully. I want to be in shape. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy that goes to my gym. He's like um, at least early 60s. This guy goes to the gym. I, I'm pretty confident. Well, the last time when I was going five days a week, he was going five days a week, right? I go three days a week now, and I know he's there five days a week. And, you know, I used to go at 4 o'clock in the morning, but I can't because I have a, uh, a workout buddy, and they don't want to go at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um <laughs> so but you know i he'll leave probably 20 30 minutes after i left i know i'm pretty confident he's still going at four o'clock in the morning yeah that's what i feel for me is attainable because i see people that are either close to my age or a little bit further on and he's in great shape you know it's like i don't want to be 60 and feeling like i can't get up you know get up and do something ever like it's just not a thing for me no i hear you Um, i mean and that's that's been part of my motivation too you know it was like especially as my kid is getting older you know and she's becoming much more active it's like if i'm not finding some level of you know activity so that i can try and keep pace like she's gonna want to go play soccer go play basketball whatever and i'm gonna be like oh (laughs) like you know and that's I'm 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 in okay enough shape right now that I can kind of hang out for a little bit with her, but yeah. I know that it's it's just going to get worse from here, and so, you know, it's and it's also I look at it also as a good opportunity to spend some time with her, and then trying to also set a good example, you know, for her as she grows up. Because yeah, all of my kids go to the gym. I mean, and I I want them to be healthy, right? Um, like the other, I was. Last week I, I was nursing my cold, right? So I didn't go to the gym, and I was I went to the gym Monday. I woke up at three thirty one, as a matter of fact, and I was like so like I went to bed Sunday. I'm like, 
I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. I was like, so excited. Right. I woke up at three 31. I'm like, Oh, but my workout buddy's not going to be ready. To go to the gym. <laughs> so, okay. I'm like, Hey, wake up. You want to go, you know? So, but that's a, it's a good thing. Right. So I feel better. I, you know, um, and that's, so I say all that to say this, I get, or I I'm trying to understand I'm ignorant in some spots of like what the issue is, uh, with, with body positivity. And I, I think it's, a. I think it's cool. The dialogue's happening. I don't understand the full context of why it's happening. And that's where I kind of feel like, but isn't it also kind of hypocritical that you're saying like, well, if you're plus even the terms they use plus size woman, or, you know, you can have an editor of a column, call herself a fat girl. Like, but isn't that a contradiction in and of itself? Right. I think it is in a way, um, you know, like I, because I can't help but make pop culture references, like, um, oh my God, why can't I think of the name of this? It's the acapella groups. Gosh, this is going, this is going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Just for a second though. What is the name of the movie with all the acapella singing? Oh, um, you know what I'm talking gosh, about? Gosh, it's yes. Anna Kendricks. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I'll think of it as we're going through it, but so no, now it's driving me nuts. That I now you have to it. figure that out because <laughs> I know they're both on Plex. I've watched neither one of them because I just, oh, I just, the first one is so good. I can't, I just can't. It's just, really, it's really funny. I think I downloaded them for my, or the I, second one is okay. It's not, it's not as good as the first one. The third one is garbage. Don't listen to anybody who tells you otherwise. My daughter wanted to watch them, and that's that's why they exist. Um, sing that's uh, no, let's not sing it. Just Google Anna Kendrick I, I'm movies. I'm doing it now, but my computer's going slow. Gosh, no, this is this is dead I, air, guys. Dead air. I'm gonna be so mad when I pitch perfect. Oh, good, because I didn't want that in my browser history. <laughs> I didn't want Google thinking, oh, you like... You like Anna Kendrick. That's no, okay. <laughs> Google knows I like Anna Kendrick. She's on my list. Um, Anna, if you're listening. Uh, no, but like, so in that movie, right, they have the character Fat Amy, which you don't know because you haven't seen it. But there's this... Right. There's, um, Isn't that the girl? Yeah, Wilson uh, Rebel. Wilson, Yeah. And so Rebel Wilson isn't Rebel Wilson. Isn't Rebel, yeah. yeah. I, I corrected you in a movie. Oh, no, I was giving it comma. The uh, comma was implied. No, obviously. You <laughs> no, I just wanted to win that you one. Did. You did. You won. one time. That one time. <laughs> um, Wilson, comma, Rebel. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like she's introduced. She's she's walking through the quad and the two skinny girls uh, from, you know, the Barden Bellas are like, Oh, you know, acapella? And she's like, you know, they're like, what's your name? And she's like, Fat Amy. And I'm like, you call yourself Fat Amy? And she's like, yeah, so twig bitches like you don't do it behind my back. <laughs> See, and so and I think there's part of it, right, is it's like it's embracing it. It's saying I'm not going to let that word affect me, right? I recognize that I'm overweight, that most people would consider me to be fat but I'm going to lean into it as opposed to allowing it to be a negative connotation, I think is more how, how those people are looking at it. But Okay. So I'm going to say something. Yeah, go ahead. This is how I feel about it. Number one, there's a couple things. 
a big girl is a big girl, right? And I, I just kind of like, it's like, I don't really care. Like one of my, um, like a very like close family, like family people, she's family technically. She's a big girl, right? And, but she's just a big girl. And she's like, you know, I'm going to be who I am. She loves to cook and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I don't, I didn't grow up thinking like big girls were like, it's just, we not, I would never call her fat. I'm like, yo, she's, a, she's a big girl. Like who yeah. cares? Right. And I, I look at it that way. And I, I know people that are like, you know, my frame or a little bit, or even bigger that are like super jacked that love big girls. And I think maybe in my community, I don't see it the same way as, and I think that's probably part of my yeah. like confusion. I think you're right. I think there is, there is like some cultural element to yeah. it as well, for sure. Yeah. Because like big girls in our community, it's like, yo, that sister just big. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. Like she's, you know, she's popular and she's like doing her thing and everybody loves her. But I, I do think that there are, maybe it's more common, um, it's not more it's not more common in other cultures it's i i think what's more i and i uh, i'm sorry for like trying to finish your thought no you're fine but i i do think that i don't know if that was my thought but or, <laughs> <laughs> i do think in your culture and the white community like there's a there's a definition of beauty that is easily modified generationally right if you look at from uh like the thirties and forties and like, you know, how women were like, right. I mean, nineties, it was the heroin chic, you know, like yeah, yeah. how anorexic and skinny can you be? Ugh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like I'm so I can stab myself on your <laughs> bones. <laughs> I think one of the coolest things that like white people stole from other cultures was like the definition of a thick girl. <laughs> like, like nobody wants to be with that little micro chick like like what do you stop stealing the food off my plate and then vomiting it up later i mean so i i i appreciate that you guys appropriated that because yeah. now when i look at tv it's not like yeah that chick is just like is she hungry you know i mean and but that's that's a cultural perspective right but at the same time you can't confuse thick with big right a big girl ain't a thick girl. It's just not a thing. Like I, I right? No, I mean, I look. I understand. Um, yeah. I think, I think part of it is also. I mean, because I do think like there is like, and maybe it's not cultural, culturally divided along race. Because I, you know, I, I know that that's yeah. Because there's like Hispanic girls that are you know. Well, but what I was gonna say is more along the lines of like the household that you grow up in, right? And the expectations in that house, I think play a large role in how you perceive yourself. And so I think for some people, a lot of those problems don't stem necessarily from school or from other situations, but more from the home life and pressure from their parents. Explain more. Cause I, I'm so, trying to follow you. I think that there, I think, you know, parents who grow up with the, this perception of, mm -hmm. you know, like people who are larger than you, right, are essentially fat or unhealthy or unattractive, right? That there is something inherently bad about being fat and that there is a pressure put on within the household for people to stay, you know, 
physically fit. And if you're born with some sort of, you know, medical condition that for whatever reason makes that hard for you to do, like, can you imagine growing up in that situation? So, but here's like where, like, I'll say there's a, there's obviously a distinct difference. Like you will, you literally use the word fat, right? I don't use the word fat. Like fat is like not a word I, I probably would use to describe somebody. Right. And I think that's, so I think you're probably right. Right. So like, I don't use the word fat as a descriptor. Right. Um, because I think you're right. I mean, like there is there is a kind of there has all uh, not always there is a negative connotation associated with the word fat. Yeah. Right. And and that's not a word that's used like well, except for like uh, Hispanics, because my wife would use the word like one of our sons she called Gordo, and I I didn't really like it. I was like, eh, I don't know if you should, but I I get it, but I didn't really like it. Right. Uh, but even then, like within the Hispanic culture, like. I feel like that's different, right? Like the expectations yeah. are different. Like, oh, you got to eat, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're too skinny. You got to put some yeah. meat on your bones, right? Like the little, you got to be the little kid running around. Da, 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 da. Yeah, but that's. You know, I, so I, I knew I, I was. I knew I was getting fat with like my uh, my wife's grandmother. She's in Peru, and we did a Facetime, and she goes, "Andre Tacoro." I was like, "No, no, you can't." Be, <laughs> you can't yeah. Like I felt bad. I was like, oh, and, and she wasn't my... saying it as a negative thing, right? But you took it negatively. No, I think she was like saying, like, you can you just stop eating. Whenever you're eating, you just put that down. I'll leave it on the plate. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at my face, I'm like, what am I hiding in my cheeks? Yeah, <laughs> like I had like peanut butter. I was I was kind of chunky. I was like 220. I don't think anybody really realized, except for and I didn't realize I was 220 pounds. Yeah. It sneaks up on you. You know, yeah. like, I mean, it is one of those things like um, 200 dude, two, like the most I ever weighed on purpose was 193 pounds to play football. That was the most on purpose I ever weighed, like consistently. 193, you're six foot one, six, one, six, one. Okay, I'm five, nine. And I was at like 215 <laughs> at one point. Right around the time that Helena was born, I put on what I believe they term sympathy weight. <laughs> dude, now you're just eating, dude. That's yeah, like, I was. <laughs> oh, I was living that sweet life. But yeah, but after that, you. after that, like I mean, I got mad because I started seeing pictures of myself, and I was right. like, "Who is that dude?" You know, and I mean, there it wasn't. I, I guess, but see, like a part of me sits there and wonders, like, "Well, what?" Are, I don't know. Does it matter? Well, I, I think part of it, I, I and for the women that are listening, right? Guys worry about these things too, right? Um, yeah. We worry about feeling attractive to women. We just don't know what that definition is because right. you guys all the time flip the definition for us. Okay, and- but we were literally just sitting here for the last like half an hour talking about how the definition of beauty has been changed over time <laughs> and how much more that impacts women <laughs> no. than men. And now you're like, look, y'all just can't make up your minds how you want us to look. And so we're just real confused over here. If you ladies would get off your butts and figure this stuff out, us men would all just look the same all the time. Like- <laughs> Yo, but, but I also said this is the this is the age of the dorky white guy. This is like the dorky, like not put together dude. Like I would never make it in this time right now. Like I really wouldn't. 
No, it's I just, mean, like, I understand that in terms of, like, the fashion sense, you know, I don't know. Even call it yeah, like, I am, I never got into the skinny jeans. Like, I don't understand how you move in those. Maybe I'm not skinny enough for skinny jeans is the problem. Like I have a I have a couple of pair. I don't I don't. I had them. one pair. I wore them for a little while, and then I was just like, "Why am I forcing myself to be uncomfortable like this <laughs> Yo, all the but time?" I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. This is gonna be like one of those episodes where like we talked about skinny jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I that's, gonna, have... that's now the title of this episode. <laughs> we talked about skinny jeans. <laughs> Yo, I have skinny jeans because my wife bought them for me. She thought she wanted me to wear them. No, right? I understand. Like and that she, was. That, why do you think I had a pair of skinny <laughs> jeans? Because some girl told me that she thought I looked cute in them, and I was like, mm, okay. And my wife said, you know, she goes, I like them. I'm like, all right. So, but I'm married, and I'm not going anywhere. So it's like, well, yeah, but still, like but, you, you own skinny jeans because. You wanted to look good for your wife, right? You no, wanted I to wear own, something that she I thought skinny, you were nice in. I own skinny jeans because my wife buys my clothes. Okay, but do you wear them? <laughs> yes, because she buys my clothes. Uh, it's yes. So yes and yes. Okay. Right? So for all the young guys out there, like, and you're probably younger than I am, there is a thing called Garanimals. Chris, do you know what Garanimals are? Yes, I know what Garanimals okay. are. When you get married... You get the the next level granimal. Like all your clothes disappear and you're furnished clothes by your wife. Just understand that. Or if you're in a serious relationship, that's what eventually what happens. So you're going to be in the, you you get a little period of, as a child wearing granimals. You're single and you somehow get to dress yourself and probably not so well, right? Then you get into a relationship. You're back into granimal stage. Like, I haven't bought clothes for myself in freaking years. Like, See, I still do most of my clothes shopping. The only thing I buy are suits. Like, that's the only thing I feel qualified to buy. That was myself. the one thing that I had Christy come by with me. <laughs> You're not even an adult. You're a child. <laughs> I just, I... I buy my own suits. Like, See, but there's like, I don't, I don't. I didn't know what I was looking for was part of it. You know, like I had no, I was just like, I don't know. I didn't even know where to go. Like historically really? I would go to like JC Penney's, right? Cause that's where the white guys go to shop for suits. Yeah. No, that's a, the time before that I needed a suit for my sister's wedding. I went to JC Penney's and I bought a suit. Guess what? It didn't fit me very well. You think this most recent one I bought at express and then okay. took it and got it tailored. And so, I mean, it's the only suit that I ever wear because I look damn good in that suit. <laughs> uh, Express has, they've got nice clothes. They, I, it's I've like, it's like a burgundy, like a, like a yeah. dark red burgundy. It's, it's sexy. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't look another man in the eye and say that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm like. I don't, like. All right. That's two central intelligence <laughs> references today. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah, I I buy my own suits. I don't like everything else. My wife buys for me. Um, I mean, like, no, granted, I was there to buy the suit. Like, no, I buy I suits. Say, no, I know, but I'm saying like she went with me to help me pick out. Yeah, okay, well, that's all. I go by myself. When your wife buys you skinny jeans, do are you with her or does she pick them up and bring them home for you? She picks them up and brings them home for me. Okay, you know what's she gets mad at me because um, 
I never have to try and close. Like I know my measurements like pretty well. I'm like, nope, that's not going to work. And I only wear certain brands of clothes, like whether it's jeans or shirts. And I know what size in those in those brands I'm like yeah she's like how does that stuff just fit you when you like well she's, she'll well, buy yeah. it and she's like she's like try it on i'm like i don't need to try it on just try it on i'm like it's gonna fit and she gets mad so see i do the same thing except half the time it doesn't fit and i'm just like <laughs> oh well guess i'm not taking that back i already took the tags yeah. off <laughs> well the thing is so like the other <laughs> the other day um what happened I, oh, I, I was, I had to go somewhere and I had a, um, I put on a button down, right? And I've been, you know, been working out and uh, I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, holy crap, my shoulders are getting bigger, right? And I was like, I look pretty good. So there's like 20 seconds where I'm like, yeah, I like this guy right here. He's all right, man. But I have to be, you know, I have to start remembering that because I'll eventually have to buy more shirts because eventually, yeah, like, the shirts will start to be very short on the sleeve. And that's, that, that annoys me. No, it drives um, me nuts too. I don't have to like, worry about that problem very often, but like dress shirts, like I'm super particular about which dress shirts I buy because um, I typically have to get them fitted because they don't fit right. Yeah. Um, and that's like a big nuisance. Like I, I like my sleeve to go right to the you know, perfect part of my wrist because I, I just don't like it. I mean, that's um, like, ultimately that's the, the, I guess, level that I want to achieve in life is just to have my own tailor that lives in my closet and can <laughs> custom fit my clothes for me every day as I wake up. Like you know, if I can just get to that, like, I think I'd be good. You know, not much, so, just, just that. I had uh, like another guy in my circle. He, uh, he had a clother like reach out to me. <laughs> and this is when you were working at E-Area, right? <laughs> yeah. I remember this. <laughs> The thing that pissed me off so much, I'm like, if I call this guy and set up an appointment, I'm going to start spending like $1,000 a month in clothes mm -hmm. for, for no reason. Um, when I worked at that one company, like the like how you dress was part of, it, it just was everything. Right? Not like E-Area. Yeah, not like, yeah. I, I wore like <laughs> sweatpants. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Did you come for like your second interview in a Knicks jersey or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you uh, already had the job at that point, but. Yeah. Oh, but dude, they didn't really like my Malcolm X shirts or my. Uh, no, that was weird, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That was... My Huey P shirts. I mean, I. I I know we're running kind of long, but this has been fun. We actually talked about some stuff like, like the whole, so, all right, women, if you're listening, if you're listening, I am ignorant on why I want to understand what that, you know, what the pressure is to like, um, like the whole body thing. Like I, I really, I'm, I'm asking from a, a genuine place. So I don't want you to think like, he's just a, a chauvinist or, well, no, I'm not. I just don't understand it. Like it, the average guy, like we really think women are beautiful, right? And but but it, I think to your point, like we also spend a lot of time sitting here worried about how we look. Yeah, we don't get it, right? <laughs> we, I know I don't. I mean, I'm married, so like, but it's but like, my point. so to a certain extent, like you have an idea of what your your wife finds attractive about yeah, you, right? She and buys like, my yeah, buys me clothes exactly, and, and so. 
you, I think, kind of at this point have that as kind of the, like, okay, I got this in my mind, right? If I can keep it near this, then I'm, I'm feeling good. pretty good, right? Yeah. And I think like most people would love that to have like, okay, cool. This is what I need to achieve. But part of that is a big, <laughs> like a big part of that is just communication, right? And I think another part of it is we play these weird, you know, like dating pursuit games, you know, and it's like, I, I've never really understood the whole mating ritual between not the actual, I get that. Uh, my dad had that conversation, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like all of the pretext and everything that leads up to it, where it's like, man, wouldn't it just be easier? If it was like, Hey, I think you're really cute. Would you like to go out sometime? But you can't say that anymore. Well, you right? can't say it in the workplace. You can't. Well, I mean, <laughs> Matt Gates, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or at the high school, <laughs> or at the high school or middle school, like whatever, wherever he's dating. No, I mean, yes, you can, right? Like you absolutely can. And nine out of ten times, the reason people don't do it is because they're afraid the answer is going to be no. It's not that they that they aren't. You know, I mean, don't you think? I don't. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I um, feel like most of the times where I was like, man, if only. My main thing was like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, but I I also think part of the, the confusion is that people they they swipe right and left too much, right? You can't go to, um, for example, when I was single, um, I was my my older brother. We were like roommates, right? And he didn't like football, which that's a whole other topic. Yeah, and it was we'll talk about season. that next week. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, this guy, freaking. <laughs> loser so i wanted to watch football so i was gonna go to a sports bar right and i'm like you know it'd be cool if i go to a sports bar and there's a girl that likes football and she drives a truck right i thought that'd be so dope like that'd be like the coolest chick on the planet at the moment right i go to a sports bar and i pull in a truck pulls up it's got a giant's like flag on the back i'm like oh that's a start right I'm like whoever this person is is pretty smart um and a girl gets out I'm like, oh my God, you're so awesome. And but yeah, I didn't say it like that. But I was like, yeah, that's dope. And I said, hey, you know, I said, hey, whatever. And she was like, saying, oh, I just got engaged. I'm like, oh, that's a, you know, that's cool. Lucky guy, right? Um, but I, I think it's a matter of people don't go to places to meet people. It's yeah. all it's all so separated from the actual interaction. And that's what's kind of weird. Um, I mean, I met my wife because she's one of my friends, uh, sis, well. Her, her sister was married to one of my friends. That's how I, I met my wife, right? Um, and <laughs> the full story is, so my friend married my wife's sister. We went to the reception. We couldn't make it to the wedding for some reason. I don't remember why. Both my ex-wife, I was like, hey, she's cute. I wonder if she's got a sister. And then you fast forward, I get divorced from my ex-wife. And, and then I end up marrying the sister of... <laughs> So that all worked out. The cute sister. Yeah, the cute sister. So, but it's it's like you don't people don't go places to meet people. Right. And I, I I can't imagine trying to meet somebody like swiping right and left. That just seems weird to me. Yeah. Right. Or like um, going to a bar to pick up, you know, like with the intention of trying to pick up somebody. I never like, to uh, find your wife at a bar. Get no, not to find your wife, but I I would never. <laughs> I'll, I'll be super 
even when I'm I was just to be sick, clear, that wasn't me. Yeah, I could just, never. I'll be honest with you. Even when I was single, that would never be my mo. No, like, I know, mine neither. I, like, I want to know. I want to actually be like, hey, what do you look like without makeup? You know. No, so it's funny because I was literally sitting here thinking that all except for one of my relationships has been with somebody that I was at least friends with for a short period of time before we started dating. If not longer. Uh, I would say for me, that's not true. I would say, uh, but I'm also a creature of comfort. <laughs> so, but I know there's like, there is just that certain thing about, you know, cause it is like, it's a lot to jump in and be like, you're cute. Let's do this. You know, like I've, it's so much, <laughs> Not well, when you start that way, it's kind of weird. Right? Diction no. tonight is really um, no, but it's like you know, like just this, it's a it's lot to jump into. Yeah, I right. mean, like when I was single and I was going, went on like, like one date that I can remember and was a friend of my friend, you know, like we had met at a party and we had talked, but we were both pretty hammered, and so it was like we met up and it was just awkward. Like, it's just weird talking to people that you don't know all that much. And like, I mean, it was perfectly like, I don't know. It was just the whole thing was kind of, it was, it wasn't like, I'm making it sound worse than it was. It wasn't (laughs) like an awful date or anything. Like we had perfectly pleasant conversation, but you're just that whole time. You're kind of like trying to read the other person, trying to see if they're feeling anything, you know, like it's like, I don't know. So, so women, if you're listening, here's a secret guys, we are pathetic. Yeah. Like we are like, we, we have no clue what we're doing. None and, whatsoever. And like, the only thing you shouldn't do is try to shape us to be the person you want to be. But for everything else, you're right. We have no idea. We're not very smart. We're very guys by default are insecure. Yeah. Right. And those are things that, if you don't like you said something that I was going to, I kind of wanted to latch onto is like you actually, you do better with people. You have a, not, it could be a friend of a friend or whatever, whatever, but you have a, a basis of a relationship doesn't necessarily mean friendship, but sure. it means like that's, those are the best relationships, right? When you fast forward to our current society now, it's like, how does that work? Right. Right. You, but they're you, in my circle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe, (laughs) (laughs) maybe, maybe not, but more than likely, probably not. Right. Right. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like, I think I, I, I want to, I guess, cause you mentioned that, you know, swiping right and swiping left. And I hated that nightmare. Like the brief period of time, what you know that i was on dating apps was (laughs) awful like again ladies it's just as bad for those of us on the other side who aren't just out there trying to be assholes um the number of times that you would get like a connection you're sitting there like what do i say or the times that you would get a connection on a bumble where the girl has to say something first and she never messages you and you're just like wow that sucks Um, but as awful as all of that was, it did ultimately lead me to the relationship that I'm in now, but that was with somebody that I technically already knew. I just didn't know that she was single or that she was still living in this area. (laughs) (laughs) And so it, you know, 
in that in that regard like it you know and i know a lot i actually know a lot of people who have have met like that right or who who knew each other separately and then through a dating app kind of were like oh like it was the the thing that started the conversation about them being like a couple sort of i think that's the key it's like you're not gonna probably meet somebody swiping right it's just it's like no different than going to a bar yeah and sure i'm older i'm married got it but it's kind of like the odds aren't in your favor right um yeah it's like the hunger games (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just can't imagine and but i i will say this i think guys like women if you haven't figured this out guys are super insecure like we're probably more insecure than you are um we don't spend as much time getting ready for a date as you do or even going out to even a club actually i take that back that's becoming the we're probably neck and neck like for single single guys but for the most part we have no clue what we're doing either or what we're saying or what's gonna you know what's gonna make you want to talk to us because we're idiots we all we were like oh she said hi <laughs> like like we we stopped they were like oh yeah she, like I at got, that I, moment I, our heart is going like this and our you know stomach's in our throat and we're just like speak damn it speak like every microsecond is yeah. an eternity passing like it's it's pathetic it's yeah. like the most pathetic thing in the world if you knew what was going through our head we're like yeah i hope i didn't botch that like the whole time we're like yeah i hope i didn't botch right. that. right every I, word out of your mouth is like oh shit did i say something wrong is she gonna read that the wrong way did i i shouldn't have said that yeah so for me like my like i my i took my wife dancing that i went there i win dancing right um and funny story um because we went to this club called the uh i believe it's called the treetop in chapel hill and um like I was super out of my element, right? So I wasn't dancing bachata. I wasn't dancing salsa. And she would go out with a group of friends, blah, blah, blah. And my wife would dance with, like, she was my, like, my quote unquote friend at the time. She would dance with other dudes. I didn't really like that. If I'm being honest, I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to, like, share my toys. I was a middle child. And so I said, hey, you want to dance? She goes, you know, dance bachata? I'm like, yeah, I do now. She goes, what do you mean? So we went, she's like, oh my God, this guy learned how to dance, right? And salsa, the same thing. Um, I taught myself how to dance salsa because I didn't want other dudes dancing with my girl at the time. Like, yo, this is not a thing where this is going to be okay with me long-term. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, let's go dance. She goes, you know how to dance? I'm like, yeah. She goes, nah, I'm like, watch this. And she's like, oh my God, let's dance. So those are the insecurities or the types of insecurities that we have right like we're trying we're not trying to impress you we're trying to like learn about you just like you're trying to learn about us. right we're trying to show you that you know we paid attention and we learned something yeah and did something in the hopes that you would notice yeah right it's 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 pretty childish yeah it is very much i mean i remember you know like christy and i when we went on our first date we went out to remedy diner um in downtown which is no longer there but it was like we had a really great time um but it's just yeah like it wasn't it was later on that well so i think part of it was that i made because i knew she was vegan and i was like well where could you know where could we go that you could she was like well remedy diner they've got both vegan and non-vegan i was like all right we'll do that but i think it was when i started like cooking vegan stuff 
for her, you know, or for us that she really was like, okay, like <laughs> he's yeah. actually taking the time to like learn how to make something or, you know, learn more about like what it is to be vegan. And, um, and yeah, like those are the little things that I think we guys try to do in the hopes that you ladies will be like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not smart, but we're not stupid either. We're yeah. just a little bit slow. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, uh, and maybe this, a little simplistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this, that's not deprecating humor. It's just like, it's, those are the facts. So yeah. if you're, if you're single and you're trying to date somebody like for both sides, those are some secrets. Those are the, uh, secrets to, uh, some level of success. Um, well, I don't know what I, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. Your whole like, visual is changing over there yeah i'm sorry about that you got something Please important forget. popping up yeah i was like well okay so that's that's gonna be a thing uh we're super glad you guys joined us um this is a long one so chris has got some homework we're continuing to to definitely work on our, our our different channels that we, you guys can you know follow us on um we're on soundcloud spotify apple podcasts pandora google play music or what is it called now i don't know yeah, so we're we're in the Googles. Uh, tune in. You can always take our RSS feed and just like plop into your favorite uh, podcast listener. Uh, I personally use Plex. They're not paying for this, but I do love Plex. I do. I use. I use a hell out of some Plex. Um, gosh, we didn't get to. I wanted to talk about Godzilla versus. Uh, oh, I haven't watched that yet, so that works. We'll watch it. I'll watch it, and then we can talk about it next week. Okay, for sure. Um, and I also, there was, we're supposed to talk about uh, something else, uh, talking about the video production. So maybe next oh, week. Oh, yeah. We'll do that. That, those yeah. would be good. And we can tie that all together. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're on YouTube. Thank you for everybody that's watching us. Share, like, subscribe, all the stuff. Subscribe. Um, that, would, that would mean a lot to us. Um, I, w- I would be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Give us that serotonin hit. <laughs> Come on, right in my veins. <laughs> uh, I, I know we kind of we did talk about uh, what's happening in Minneapolis and what happened in Virginia. Those those are things that you know uh, we. I'm not trying to get like super deep and emotional, because, like, the skeptic in me won't won't let me. But I'll say this: like, I believe there I. I firmly believe that there are more reasonable people than irrational people. Rational people are on the right and on the left. I think the thing that is typically missing is the quest to understand or the quest to have the dialogue. Um, I, I just spent 25 minutes, if not longer, talking about positive body image. Not because I don't think it's important. It's because I don't understand it. Um, and a lot of it doesn't like I can't. I'm ignorant to some of the reasons why that's important to people. I, I'd love for people to to help me to understand it. Not that you're going to probably change my opinion on most of it, but I want to be understanding of those opinions. So you know that's what this podcast is about. It's it's two guys sitting around. You know we're both dads. We're both in relationships. You know uh, we're, we we have our families. We work, and we just try to help each other navigate the messiness of you know, where we are in, in the world. Um, so I hope that, you know, it helps people to, I don't know, do the same thing for themselves. And yeah. 
That was very well put. I'm almost as certainly going to grab that as the trailer, <laughs> not for this episode, but for our podcast overall, because um, they have those on Spotify. So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, like it's, it would be impossible for me to measure just how important my conversations with you are, you know, I mean, over the years, like it's everything that we've talked about helps me to learn more and to gain a different perspective on things. And it's, I don't know. I know it's, it's hard for a lot of people, but if you're lucky enough to find somebody that you can really lean on in those times of need, um, it can make all the difference in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Sorry, I got all sappy on you. I wasn't even really no. trying to go there. <laughs> I, I, I really, no, I, I, I respect that. Right. But I, I just kind of feel like there is a, um, there, there are pivotal points in history, right? I think that we're probably at, we're probably close to the precipice of like, you know, like a big social shift. In, in the United States of America. I just hope that there are, a lot, there are enough people to do the work. Um, you know, like you, we both watched the clip of, uh, of SNL with Barack Obama and um, Bruce, Springsteen. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, right? <laughs> um, yes, everybody's got a podcast. Yes, people are having conversations. The question I always have is, but is it the right conversation? Right. Um, Because we can talk a lot about a lot, but we don't touch into things. We can get distracted by the latest shiny object. But if our if our intent is not to grow and that and I think I look at a lot of things like that. If my intent is not to grow, I don't want to do it. Um, I challenge myself to try. I really, 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 I am my own worst critic to be the best person I can be for as long and as, you know, for as, for a consistent amount of time, because I think it's important. So I thought, I still think that clip's funny, but it also, you know, like I say about every joke, there's a little bit of truth to it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Beyond the humor is a lot of truth. So, you know, we, we're glad you joined us. Our podcast is way better than theirs, by the way. <laughs> I know, right? So, <laughs> God, I, w- I want to learn how to do a Barack Obama impression because I think he's got one of the coolest voices. He does. Man. His cadence and delivery <laughs> is very, very special. Gosh. Oh, man. I might have to make that like a hobby. Um, <laughs> Michelle and I were looking at I just, that was gonna, pretty good I mean, you started <laughs> off really good there <laughs> so i i every time i hear somebody do a barack you know president obama impression i'm like god i want to i want to nail that one just gonna so, work uh, on it in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> so we're super glad you joined us uh we'll be back next week and uh just to give you a heads up if you you're gonna look at episode 61 i believe and there's gonna be no video you're gonna try <laughs> That was an epic beep show. So. Yeah, somebody forgot to push record. We were testing out some different 
uh, things, <laughs> thinking that we were going to record a different way. That didn't work. Yeah, we. So yeah, we kind of lost the video for that one, and instead of just doing like half a video, we decided that we would scrap it. So enjoy the audio only. Um, sorry <laughs> for you that are on YouTube. You're probably just going to basically miss episode sixty one. But I mean, if you're only on YouTube and you're not listening to us, is like, I mean, my recommendation, what I always do, I finish editing, I listen to the whole episode, then I put on the YouTube and I watch it. <laughs> Then I go back onto SoundCloud and listen to it to see if it's any different. Then I'll go over to Google Play and then tune in. No, I'm just. Yeah. And I see he, he subscribes to all of them like four times. Yeah. But, but we're super glad you joined them. Joined us. As always, I'm Andre. And I'm Chris and many more. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.